What was your first drag number? My first drag number yeah. was for a benefit for Pulse after the Pulse shooting. Oh, yeah. And I did, what is that? Jesse J's song, Masterpiece. Ooh. But I put in some clips from Bridesmaids where she's like, I fell off a cruise ship. I kind of <laughs> ping pong down, hit a lot of railings, broke a lot of shit. And when I was down there, I saw a dolphin. And that dolphin said, I believe in you, Megan. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Flapping and Fawning. My new drag name is Drunk Flapjack. I'm falling. Fawn. And stay down. (laughs) It's the finale, Fawn. Can you believe? I cannot, but also I can. I feel like this has been on for two seconds, but also five years. I know, right? Like, this has been a pretty... Like, the summer has been long, but the season has been short. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Well, we I know we have probably a lot to say, because there were so many things that happened this episode. Um, So, let's jump right in. Um, So, the episode starts, and we see Betty reading the Legends of Drag book. Are you familiar with that book? Vaguely. Isn't Ruthie in that book? Uh, Yes. Ruthie, the Sugar Baker Twins, any queen of a certain age. Why are the... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Look, that's what it's called, okay? Legends of Drag. I think it's Queens of a Certain Age. And Miss Kitty Litter ATX is also featured in So that. all you have to do is do drag just to host a TV show and you can be put in the book. I think you just have to be old and put on a wig. Slay. <laughs> um, so anyways, Betty is reading the Legends of Drag book. I loved that we got to get a sneak peek at that. And Cherry is sick. She's coughing and just having all kinds of mucus. She is just full of cum. Uh, <laughs> because she is sick from spending the night in the men's room of the Republican headquarters because Betty told her she wanted them to go viral. Classic cherry. Not a viral infection cherry. (laughs) Um, So Betty clarifies, and they decide to write a song. Um, I was really excited for this because this was actually the first song that was the full length original song since season one of Camp Wanakiki. Yeah. Do you remember Camp It Up? Camp It Up at Camp Wanakiki. Yeah, that's kind of how it went. (laughs) I think it was like Camp It Up. Yeah camp it up yeah something like that and but in in that season it was also the top three who got to they didn't get to be in it but they each made their own music video um and that was played at the finale i need to go back and rewatch some of the older seasons i have so much drag television in my brain i can't keep yeah. anything straight anymore some of it has to be pushed out i mean this drag television is intended to keep you from being straight well. uh, <laughs> but no in that that was actually when they did a live season finale um, back in the or YouTube days. Oh, yeah. I, I kind of missed that. I thought it was really fun. The YouTube days when they had more followers? Well, yes. Th- I mean, that piece of it. But also just having like a live finale. Yeah. I, I don't know. I really enjoy it. Um, and it seems like the season five top three were not together this year for the crowning. Which, I mean, didn't y'all season put 
the finale together like y'all self like the top three yeah they did they did it was uh clinica clinica hillary and deja like they all just came together in in ohio um because clinica's viewing party just was more set up for it yeah um, and clinica knew they were gonna win so i don't know if clinica knew oh wait they did know that they knew oh yeah <laughs> oh that's shady bitch that's shady non-binary um so yes we start uh, getting into the daily camp activity which was the songwriting and we watch each of the top three practice i say with air quotes air quotes and record their verses i mean most of this was filler <laughs> so yeah was it, was it was entertaining but it was filler my favorite part was texas farting the national anthem that was very funny i like and i didn't realize it until my second viewing which was at the viewing party and i was like is she yeah doing the national anthem that was really funny to me um yeah i enjoyed that a lot and also like riley's operatic moments mm-hmm. um <laughs> But, uh, and this was recorded at a studio called Handwritten Recording. And I'm trying to figure out if that was, I mean, because they showed the logo on the episode. Yeah. And I was trying to figure out where that was. So I'm hoping that our camper call can give us some clarification. Um, you didn't Google. I did. I did. Because when I Googled it, it showed me a website for a company called Handwritten Recording. And it looked like the same logo, but it said Chicago. So I was like, did they go all the way to Chicago? Which I guess is possible. But I don't know how far that is from Wisconsin. I'm not familiar with it, geography. I don't know. I mean, I know Milwaukee is the closest, and that took us like an hour and a half to get to the Marys there, if I remember right. So, I know. We'll see. Um, well, Milwaukee's not that far from Chicago because all the Milwaukee girls would always perform, but it might be like two hours from Milwaukee. I don't know. Yeah. I'm just about how did they have the time to like write their lyrics, to record the video? to do all this filler content. Like they must have been moving that day. I almost wonder if they were told before the season to bring verses. Uh, that's what I wonder too. All good questions for our camper call. Yes. Um, yeah. Uh, okay. So then we have a moment where we go back to camp and we see Betty and Cherry run into the camp kitchen while Ranger Danger is scrubbing the floors. Oh. They were clearly in a rush until they saw this going on yeah Um, and then they had their little fantasy moment oh yes where they just stopped guffawed had the dream sequence of ranger danger just just throwing the suds and bubbles all over himself suds and bubbles when mark and i were watching this the first time we were like before it got to the (laughs) sudsy part we were like ranger danger is gonna need a shower after this yeah and then we were like oh wait they were like you get the shower now um yeah, I, I love, I felt like this was like a, one of those old Hardee's commercials, you know, where like they have the girl eating the cheeseburger and or like washing the car and it's just this really like sexy I don't sexy-ish remember moment. those commercials. Oh, you don't? Maybe I'm too gay for those. Well, I, I just remember it because I would always feel so awkward watching it with like my dad next to me. I'm like, I don't, I don't like Hardee's dad. <laughs> Sorry to tell you. Um, There's a different like <laughs> type of hard that you like. There is a different type of a hard, hard D, that I like. Mm-hmm. Not Hardee's. Hard DD comes well. Um, well, how would you rank this among Ranger Danger's sexy scenes this season? I think this was a very sexy scene. Right? Like when he slapped his ass and yeah. his ass jiggled through the khaki shorts. Yeah. I was like, God damn. Yeah. Like, ooh, they got that out TV budget. We got Ranger Danger's ass. I'm obsessed. <laughs> um, yeah. Have you had any other favorite Ranger Danger moments this season? 
I mean, just anytime he's on the screen when he spanked Dee Dee. When he spanked Dee Dee. Oh, that was a good one. Honestly, that was her crown. Yeah. You know? Yeah, she won then. And she was the perfect one because she had the giant pearl necklace. Yeah. Dee Dee was made for that role, truly. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so the, in the episode, they move back to the handwritten recording studio to record, to show us more clips of them recording the song. But I think this is all good stuff for us to talk with our camper call about. So yes. should we get into the talent show? Let's get into it. <laughs> I was trying to do the national anthem in farts. Okay, I need to sanitize this microphone now. It's time for the talent (laughs) show. And we are going to be reviewing all of the looks that we got to see. Um, So that includes our hikers. Um, Yes. Were you happy to see the hikers again? I was happy to see the hikers. I always like seeing what... On any show, I like getting to see everybody's final look, like what they yeah. would have worn for the finale. Same, same. And there were some good ones in here. Um, and as always, we started off with the Sugar Baker twins ringing in the talent show. What did you think of this look? Um, I'm going to start with a positive. <laughs> I really like this hair on Betty. Oh, it's yeah. the same hair she wore for Gods and Goddesses. I want her to wear this hair all the time. Outside of this... It's a flop. Uh, uh. <laughs> and as a reminder, if it's your first time listening to Flapping and Fawning, we have a very sophisticated system here for whether we like or dislike these looks. If we like it, it's a... Fine. If we don't like it, it's a... Flop. And if it's the best thing we've ever seen, it's a... Fetch. Stop trying to make fetch happen. Also... It's not going to happen. Also, I had a request that we keep right in front of my salad. Really? Yeah. Was it from Mark? Yes. Uh-huh. Well, I think... Okay, that's fine. If we really, really, really hate a look, it's a... Right in front of my salad. Right in front of my salad? Oh, the scandal. But I, I mean, I'm going to say I have to use that one very exceptionally. Like, I don't know. It, that's that's a hard one for me to just hand out, personally. I, I mean, I Because I feel agree. like flop is already a strong term. <laughs> Um, we really need archery on the soundboard. We do. I got to get it on here. I mean, I ha- I could probably do it really easily. Um, but anyways, so the Sugar Baker twins, I mean, they're in a very classic look here. It's it's a very them. And I have to agree, I love Betty's hair. I actually didn't notice that until you mentioned it. But I love that kind of updo Betty. Like, that is, that's really nice. It's like styled because sometimes like Cherry's hair always looks styled. But sometimes Cherry's looks like, not Cherry, sometimes Betty's looks like, an Amazon wig that I have seen that our friend Robbie has purchased just straight out of the bag. And this is styled and like, this just goes with how Betty has evolved her makeup this season. And this hair just feels correct for Betty. Yeah. So that's, that's a a light fawn for Betty. Um, honestly, I'm going to fawn this. I mean, I will say I was a little disappointed that they didn't go more all out for the finale. Um, Cause they, they've had some good looks this season where they really leaned into the theme, but you know who did go all out? Miss Ruthie Keister. Miss Ruthie Keister. Look at this sequin gown. I mean, I'm assuming it's a gown from the waist up. And like she... Her, she could be wearing sweatpants. She could be. Just like RuPaul. Ruthie Paul. <laughs> um, and her hair is just massive. I mean... I've never seen this kind of hair on Ruthie. It looks great. Uh, she, even her makeup looks different tonight. Yeah. She really went all out. 
she was like, I got to let these horse know. Um, what, how many wigs do you think that is? I mean, that's more than two, right? Or is that just two? It could just be two or it could be one wig with a, um, some sewing ponies. Mm. You know, the old school trick. Because it's clearly a lace front, but I almost wonder if they might have gotten... It could either be two wigs or there could be those old school ponies. Ruthie's just so good at drag. Right. I, I really love her. Um, it's she hard to show. very rarely misses. Um, okay. Well, for me, I, I will say this is a... I mean, I, I, I love everything about this. It's a fetch. Stop Same. trying to make fetch happen. It's not going to happen. Well done, Ruthie. All right, you're ready to get into these hikers. All right, all right, all right. And they did come onto stage in their elimination order. So it was kind of a, it was a nice reminder of that in a way, because I kind of forgot, like, what, what order everyone went in, because um, we had some moving around this season. Um, but first to the stage, we have Dixie Crystals. How would you describe this look, Fawn? She is just the best little butter churner in the Midwest in the Midwest and not not the South. Even though she has, <laughs> she's from Colorado. That'd be Midwest, right? I think so. I don't know where Colorado is. I couldn't um, put it on a map if I'm honest with you. <laughs> I'd consider it Midwest, but she had the very thick Southern Belle accent, as yeah. Dixie Crystals does. As one does, appropriating Southern culture. I wonder where she's originally from. I think Colorado. Is she I mean, originally? I don't know. Who knows? She was also on another show. So. uh that one, the generation drag, right? I don't know. Yeah, I thought we talked about that in a previous episode. If we did, I have no recollection of it because <laughs> honestly, I come in here to record and it's like I enter another universe. I know. And then I leave and forget everything I said and while then you recording. Listen and you're like, wow, that was a rather pointy way of saying that. Or I listen and I'm like, oh my God, that was hilarious. I don't remember us saying oh, that. Oh, we're so funny. Wait, hilarious? She just commented on the blurry picture that I posted of us, and she was like, the best, best you've, you've ever, ever looked. looked. I saw that, too. Okay, but Dixie Crystals, can you believe it's not butter? I can. You not. Can, you cannot? I don't know. I like it. I like the look. I think for a finale, I want a little more. Maybe maybe even just a little more embellishment. Honestly, I really like this for a finale. Uh, I mean, Maybe just some rhinestones. I think with Oh my God, not that. <laughs> I think there's also a bow on the back. I couldn't quite get a good yes, picture of the it. The bow said, Butter my biscuit. Butter my. Oh, I love that. I loved it. Uh, you know what? This is a fawn for me, for sure. This is a fawn for me, but I would have fawned it harder if it had some rhinestones. Yeah, I wish it would have gone a little bit farther. Um, no pun intended. Okay, next we have Jacqueline Jill. And she went up that hill. She did. She was running up that hill. We got to talk about the blooper. Oh, my God. Like, what are your puppets' names? <laughs> Jerry, loosen your wig. <laughs> the, the puppets' names were Molly, Myrtle, and, and Kevin. Kevin. Yes, this was Molly, Myrtle, and Kevin, the return. <laughs> I think Jacqueline looks really cute here. I mean, this sequin ball gown. Like, I've never seen that much sequin or that much sequin fabric all at once. Um, and it, I, I, it has like these... Uh, what would you call those footstones? So it's a green, yeah. it's a green fabric with like uh, sunflowers all over it, except for in the middle where she has like these the stone trail where they go up the hill, and then she has Jack and Jill's puppets on her shoulders, obviously leading into her name. I love that she incorporated it into her makeup with the clouds. Yeah, and her hair is the sun. Yeah, 
I, I really like this look for Jacqueline. I really like this. Um, I do feel like maybe it's missing something. Like I look at it and there's just so much green. Hell, what could she add? Hell, hell, what could she add? I don't know. Um, maybe like a water bucket. I don't know. A water bucket. I like the look. Like it's going to be a light fawn. But I just like. <laughs> you don't know want have saved it for a fawn. For you. If they were named Molly Myrtle and Kevin, <laughs> that's for sure. It would have been a fetch if they were Molly Myrtle and Kevin. Molly Myrtle and Kevin. It's a fun for me as well. Good job, Jacqueline. This is spectacular, and Jacqueline, you really made such a fun impact on the season. So, shout out to you, girl. Speaking of girl, it's girl, hot girl. She has hey, some girl. hot hair. She does. I have to say, I did not get this until the second time I watched it and the caption said Same. hair, H-A-R-E. And that's very funny to me. Uh, what did you think of this look? I kind of live. <laughs> I will say there's something about her makeup that looks so different tonight that I enjoy. It almost looks like Dixie's cousin if she like slept in her makeup for a week. And I don't mean that in a negative way. Dixie's I mean, Dixie's cousin. If she, it's yeah. Like, okay. just the shapes remind me of, like, if it was Dixie's cousin but slept in her makeup for, like, a week. Uh, I like guess. Uglier I cousin. I don't quite. Why are you reading girl like this no, right now? No, I mean Good it in God, a positive fuck. way because this is, like, you I said love the makeup. ugly. I mean it in a positive way. <laughs> I don't think girl tries to go for, like, over-the-top glam. glam. I don't think all drag has to be pretty. And I don't think we have to say that it's what pretty. If, what if she thinks she's the most beautiful girl in the world? She's gorgeous here. Like, I love it. <laughs> and you just, you're reading her down. Um, it wasn't meant as a read. I know, uh, I know. I'm messing with, I'm messing with you. So I, I like this. Um, I don't live for the necklace. I, w- I would not wear this. And, and Same. But like, the thing is with girl, like she, I feel like she just knows who she is more than anybody more else. More than anyone. And like, would I ever wear this? No. But the fact that she does just makes me love her. You know? Oh, right. Like, and girl, did you have fun up there? <laughs> I think she did. And I have to say, in the tradition of Molly, Marthal, and Mav- of Kevin. Molly, Marthal, and Kevin in, in the Lord's name. No, that's the Holy Trinity right there. But in girl's name, I think we have to flop this just so that she has a 100% flop rate for the season. Aww. But the thing is, <laughs> I mean, I do. <laughs> I just, I'm going to give her a fawn. <laughs> <laughs> okay. One flop and one fawn. I mean, it's, it's a very good look. I do. I wish. Mean, it's not, I mean, it's not a good, look. it's just, it's just very, very girl. Yeah, which I appreciate, and that's not an insult. Yeah, I wish the back of the hair was finished. I do too. When we saw it from the back, I was like, "Wait a minute!" Which we didn't see it until she later on in the episode. Yeah, which we'll spoilers. get to. Um, okay, so next up we had Avery. Good name. What'd you think of this look? Coming out as a crown, wanting yes. to sit on your face, but then finding out that crowns don't sit on your face; they sit on your in head. your teeth. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that too somebody should come out as a giant tooth they should and, and be, be like, like i'm a I crown, want the crown. <laughs> um what'd you think of avery's look this is honestly one of my I, there's been this i think is the third time that i've seen a crown look like this really and it's one of my favorites yeah i really like i like that it's i, I think i've seen bombay bombay, bombay and victoria 
um, scone, right? Yeah. They were, they were both going to do something like that. Um, but theirs were more of like a gown. Yeah. I like that this one's short. Like I feel like Avery could kind of wear this anywhere and, and yeah. perform in it. Um, my favorite thing about it though is the hair, which is a crown that is made of hair. Um, it, like made of braids. So, Gosh, Avery, like what? My favorite part of this is the like detailing of the different, um, like painting on the crown. Yeah, yeah. All the detail work of that is like, it's a fetch. It's honestly. absolutely a fetch. Stop trying to make fetch happen. It's not going to happen. And it did certainly happen. Um, well done, Avery, and we're excited to see you come back in a future season. Um, Next up, we have Muffy Vanderbilt the Third. Let me tell you, as soon as she walked out, I knew exactly what this was. Really? I knew exactly what it was. I saw the breakfast play. I saw the color of blue that the dress was. And I said, this is breakfast at Tiffany's. I I am. Um, I've only seen breakfast at Tiffany's once, so I didn't recognize the look right away. Well, I don't think it's a direct reference from breakfast at Tiffany's. It's the Tiffany blue box with a breakfast plate on her head. It's a pun. Oh... I see. Okay, okay. Well, when I saw her head, I just said, What starts with F and ends with CK? Because there was a little flapjack on her head. <laughs> I think I saw her. Let me make sure that this wasn't a direct message. If it is, we're going to edit this out. Um, That she was going to wear... Oh, I saw was, that. She was going to pour syrup on yes, herself? Maybe yeah. that was on Facebook, I think, on Tara's post. Yeah, she, I don't know where she commented it, but she did. It might have just been on her post of the yeah. look. And she said that she was going to pour syrup all over herself if she got into the finale. And I wish she had still done it, honestly. I mean, yeah. like. Yeah, but ruin this dress, even if when you're not going to. I wouldn't. Myself? No. Also, you you don't have to use real syrup. Like, I think there's other ways you could have. She could have done it. But anyways, at the end of the yeah, day. Yeah, but that's not as camp as real syrup. I mean, I guess ruining a look. I mean, I, w- I, w- I wouldn't ruin it. I'd probably find something that would read the same on camera, but not be the real thing. Anyways, is this a fawn or a flop for you? This is a fawn. It is a fawn for me as well. I really like the pun of it. Yeah, that's fun. Um, I- I'm glad that you got it right away. It was not, it- I didn't read it quite as quickly. Well, you know, um, I'm also like a brand whore, so yes, I know Tiffany brand Blue. Horse. So. Well, next up we have Tara Newhall, who was Terabot69420. What'd you think? Um, I really liked this look. I loved it. However. Oh, no. What do you mean, however? This is not finale for me. What? No. Okay. Imagine it, though, if she was in the um in the top three and, like, she was the one who has this gag. Like, I thought the gag made it finale, like, with the smoke. Mm-mm. You know, she, she... I've seen this look done so many times. With, granted, without the smoke. I've This is drag. What? This is... I've seen the like what is this from austin powers i think so yeah i've seen this look done a lot the fembot look i've seen it done a lot um and it's not just it's really not finale to me i liked that it was different i think if it was for like a normal challenge absolute fetch but like for the finale you couldn't even at least make it into a gown I mean, I think, th- yeah, that probably would have been nice to have it as a gown. It probably would have read more as finale. I can see what you're saying there. But for me, it that looks didn't like make she's much going of a to the bar and doing a number. And I'm, I don't have an issue with that. I That's loved not it. finale to me. I liked the smoke. I mean, it was fun when she pulled off the little nipples. It went <laughs> kind of like your vagina. Kind of like your vagina. 
but it's it's a fawn for me. Like I get what you mean that it, it could potentially be elevated more to be yeah. more regal as a as a finale gown. But I don't think you have to wear a gown like an I don't evening think gown it has in the finale. To be a gown, but I think it needs to be more than a ninety. I guess. Also, if I mean, she was I in think the this finale was in more this, than a ninety. If she was in the finale in this, she would not have won. Maybe. All right. Well, the sugar bakers hate cosplay. I I suppose. Well, let's let's rate it because we do we are running I'm out of time. I'm gonna give it a light fawn. All right, I'm gonna give it a fawn as well. Great job, Tara, and a spectacular job with the season. And last for our hikers, we have Rita Taro. What did you think of this look? I thought. What starts with <laughs> F and ends with CK? Yeah, there was a little resemblance here to my um, my DDF or daily drag face look. Um, the difference is yours was lined. This is trimmed. Yeah, hers yours was, was a big cape. This is a little cape. It, yes. It, I mean, I, it, I will say the first time I saw it, my partner and I were sitting next to each other and we were like, uh, what's the big idea? But honestly, I, I, it doesn't bother me. I, I think it's I think it's a cute look. I love that because I actually had a very similar idea to this yeah. um, for a, a finale gown, you know, in the future. Um, probably won't do it now, <laughs> but yeah, just something that turned that cape almost into like a shawl and had like the, the huge evening gown feeling to it. I love, love, love the shape of this. The, like, I think sh- she looks phenomenal, especially from the waist down. Yeah. Like, the top could be fitted better, but I was like, going to say the top doesn't really have the best fit on it. Yeah. And I hate to say it, but like out of finale, you've got to have the fit immaculate. Yeah, true. Because it is the finale. Um, I know, however, this is like one of my favorite Rita looks me of too, the season. Me too. And um, I know a lot of people were complaining about her DDF not having enough patches. And I think we see where they all went now. Um, so, slay. I, I love it. I love, I, I really, really like this look. Is this a fawn or a flop for you? This is a fawn. It's a fawn for me as well. All right. Well, we are going to take a break and we'll be right back to review the rest of the top three's looks. And we are back talking about the top threes looks from the talent show. And this was a very impressive top three. I felt like with the looks in particular, um, and based on like the, the insider tea that we heard from Avery last week about, um, it coming down to what they were going to wear in the finale. I mean, Rita also had a very strong look. So, um, which is funny because it's kind of interesting that both Rita and Dee Dee had that campy, like summer camp s- sort of look, you know? Um, what? <laughs> this picture that we're looking at of Dee Dee looks like she only has four, three fingers and a thumb. Oh, <laughs> not Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> Losing a finger. Her talons. Well, speaking of Dee Dee comes well, she was first up to the stage. How would you describe this look, Fawn? She is a little campfire. <laughs> she's got a beautiful little Dee Dee on a tent on top of her head. I love this little Barbie doll Dee Dee. Yeah. The marshmallow Hi, necklace Barbie. is incredible. That's my favorite thing about it. Like yes. they look so realistic. Yes. Um, I almost wish that they're, but mm. and I like that it's burnt at the bottom closer yeah. to the fire and the ones up further are like untouched beautiful touch two thoughts are going through my head one i do kind of wish that there were more you know on there i think it would have been really fun if she just had a ton of marshmallows on her neck like a like a huge pearl imagine like a spray like a vegas showgirl spray but it's like the um things that you roast 
mm, marshmallows on. Yeah, and then, like, just got marshmallows on them. That that would have really and like up. hot dogs and hot dogs. Come on, Trot Violent. Um, yeah, I mean, but you know, I don't want to take away from what this is because it is a very good look. And I was the only thing that I wasn't crazy about was the um where the like fire met the wood i felt like it was just a really hard cut yeah. and i kind of wish that maybe like she had incorporated some actual like sticks or something i think it yeah. could have added some texture that would have been really neat to kind of blend that line a bit more but overall this is a very big fawn for me on a personal note i'm a little bit tired of the like cartoon flames like this mm, yeah we've this, seen this is very times. well done i'm not taking anything away from this this is incredible it also is unfortunate that somebody did cartoon Cartoon flames like this already this season however it's an entirely different concept i do like the material that the bottom of the skirt is made out of yeah that has that like wood grain look to it um it's a fawn fawn for me as well i already said that (laughs) um next to the stage we have coming out as a king with his period with his period this um, look has such a beautiful message totally as well as just being beautiful right right and i love that it like i think it kind of has this double meaning where yes it's about the bodily function of having a period but it's also about you know these were all of his looks and this is the period on the end of his time at yeah camp. and his makeup for this oh my god yeah, he looks incredible. Love his makeup for this. If I'm going to nitpick because I've been nitpicking everybody else, the only thing I would say is that I wish the front of it um, on the shoulders had a little bit of a drip of the blood on the front just because you have that hard line at the shoulder seam where the front of it doesn't have any blood on the front, but the back of it does. Oh, I see what you're saying. I, I I also kind of wish that this did have a, a reveal aspect to it because I I mean I know it had the the back um uh, the part on the jacket but I don't know maybe maybe if he pulled tampons out of his nose or something I don't know yeah um I, I do think that there that could have amped it up a bit more rather than just being a finale look but I I personally think that the meaning of this means so much yeah. that it also does that job of, of meeting the finale um, brief. Yeah. I don't really need a reveal personally with this. I think it's great. Mm. Um, yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. And well done. What a wonderful message. Thank you, Riley. Is this a fawn or a flop? This is a fawn. It's a fawn for me as well. Well done, Riley. And last, but certainly not least, we have Miss Texas 1988 doing a callback to her very first talent show yeah. on the show where she comes out as the big pageant queen this time in a campy kooky over exaggerated <laughs> kind of way very her cartoon. makeup is so good i'm obsessed um then she reveals to another burlap dress that says failure question mark and it was different from the one we saw in the first episode yes um so yeah, I, I mean, to me, this this really just showed us what Miss Texas is all about. You know, yeah, she had that one, two, three step to her performance of being on that talent show stage. She came out in this um, campy, ridiculous look. That's like, what the fuck is going on here? She revealed the candy titties, yeah, and then went on to have her third step, which was revealing her failure dress. It was um, a full circle moment for her. It's like bookends, especially absolutely. since the first was supposed to be signature drag. 
why not do something that is a little bit of a callback to the signature drag for your finale? I also kind of, um, not to, not to look at someone else too, but I, I think that Riley also may have been going for that book in sort of feel. Cause his first look was the, was also a similar silhouette, you know, like the, just a, yeah. like a suit that was rhinestone had a design on it. I thought that was interesting. It was a very signature thing for him too. Um, but anyways, back to miss Texas. Um, I will say personally, if I'm nitpicking, like I've done everybody else, so it's only fair. I would have personally preferred had she worn this dress under her first week dress and won oh, the, and flipped it. Yeah. I feel that. Um, yeah, I see what you mean. There was something about it that I, I was not crazy about either, but also I think it's just so Miss Texas. I mean, yeah. she wore a box to the um, premiere event, you know? Right. It's just like, th- this is just very signature her she is going to be the one to not wear the gown to the finale granted i will say there's something about this that is like i guess it's even more of an impact if you're starting with the big grand and ending and the whole thing is like failure yeah it's burlap i guess there is something to start with the big grand and finish with the even more like un like unpolished i use with air quotes Mm -hmm. because it's polished it, it has a meaning, yeah. you know, like it's, it's, it's more about the meaning than like looking like a woman or something. It's not a traditional, what yeah. you expect from drag. Absolutely. Um, I also think it's an interesting detail that, you know, she had the only accessory she had on was her pearl necklace, which she destroyed. Um, and it, it was like the, the first look, I mean, it looks accessorized. She has the necklace, the gloves kind of cover up where a bracelet would be and then remove that. And it's just really bare bones, like just failure. Um, so was this a fawn or a flop for you? This is a fawn. It is a fawn for me as well. And that was our finale talent show. And I think it was a great one. Honestly, oh, yeah. the, uh, did we have any, any flops in there? Just I the did sugar not. Makers? <laughs> you flopped girl. Oh, I flopped girl. But that's out of love is the thing. No, I hope it's seen out of love. Well, <laughs> it may be out of love for you. My fawn was out of love. <laughs> so you didn't mean your fawn. What does that mean? (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm confused. All right, moving on, moving on. So we get to spend some time chatting on stage with the top three um, and doing a reflection on the season. Um, This is where they ask things like, what were the big takeaways from you from the season and what would it mean for you to win? Was there anyone who said something that really stuck out to you? Um, I mean, everybody's speech was very impactful. Dee's immediately comes to mind because of her saying that like she feels like the other two deserve it more. Mm. Yeah, which which is an interesting an interesting thing to say, but I, I also think that there is some There's some honesty to honesty. it. Mm-hmm. Like she I don't think she would have just said that to say it. Right, right. Um and I mean, I think that we've also said that in, in previous episodes, you know, it's like Riley and Texas were really clear front runners to us. And that third spot was the one we weren't sure about. So, um, I thought it was interesting that Dee, Dee said that for herself. Um, the, but the one that really won me over was Riley's. I mean, it was just a very emotional and impactful speech about what it would mean for a King to win and for him to represent that. And it also be the first black winner of the show. Like, uh, that, you know, it, it put on the heartstrings and I was like trying real hard at the viewing party not to cry because yeah. it was like, uh, uh, come on, don't flap. Don't sympathy cry right now. You know, you don't want to ruin your makeup. Yeah. And then with Texas, 
the way Texas was just so vulnerable about vulnerable about like this is my drag. Thank you for letting me showcase it. I've shown you what I have and you've seen it. Yeah. Like I've shown you everything I have and you've seen it. And just like the vulnerability of it and the kind of like I've presented you everything. Now it's up it's out of my hands kind of. Yep. It's up to you and what's on the scoreboard. Um absolutely. So following that, we get to see some highlights from season five. Um, and I don't know about you, but like just going back and watching all of that, I don't know. I, fe- I felt like this may have been one of the tightest top three or um, the most like evenly matched top three in Camp Wanakiki history. Did, did you feel that way or no? Watching the playback, it felt like Texas. Mm, really? Yeah. I guess so. I but just- also... I might be biased because a lot of the type of a lot of the drag Texas does is the drag that gets me the most excited because like they showed the bird look like Mm. the scarecrow. The scarecrow is probably honestly my favorite look from the whole season. Oh, really? Yeah, it was it was excellent for sure. Now that I've seen the whole season, I think that is my favorite look from the whole season. And it showed a lot of Texas's highs. And then that are times that she wasn't even placed high, like the bird look where I thought she could have been high. Yeah. Um, I just, but I, I think Riley was neck and neck with her, but the seeing the whole thing together, I was like, the, yeah. it feels like Texas. Mm, really? I, I didn't quite feel that way. I did feel that Dee didn't, it didn't seem like Dee was going to win based on that, but I thought Riley, I thought also Riley had a lot of representation up there. No, I'm not you saying know? Riley didn't. And I think it was very tight between Riley and Texas. It was very tight between Riley and Texas, but I feel watching, I was like, it feels like Texas. It's yeah. just what I felt watching it. Interesting. I had such a different experience watching this episode. Um, I really felt like, a lot of this episode built up to a Riley win for me. I think honestly, a lot of the stuff before this was leading up to a Riley win after this and the stuff after this felt like it was leading up to a Riley win. But the, this portion, the like recap of the season felt like it was leading up to a Texas Mm. win. If that makes sense. Yeah. I also want to say, I feel like one thing that happened this season when it comes to like, track records because i feel like that was what this montage really showed us was the track record yeah did you notice that they highlighted riley's uh god's look you know and that was like one of yeah. the last things we saw like but he also wasn't named the winner for that week so he didn't have the chance to get three wins i don't know it just felt to me like yeah. like to me i saw that and i can consi- i was like okay there's the third win but then i like i have to remember oh wait no they didn't actually give him the win for that so yeah. i don't mm, i don't know i feel i feel a type of way that no one got to win that episode because i think that that momentum could have changed the game a bit yeah um, and really made this finale matter more yeah um but uh the, after that, we get to see the Here for Camp music video, which we will be talking about right after this break. Fall is just around the corner, and one of the best ways to celebrate is at Conjure Fest. 
At ContraFest, you'll find live music, drag, tarot readings, palm readers, pole dancers, fire breathers, belly dancers, great food, and much, much more. So mark your calendar for September 23rd, 2023 for ContraFest 2023. Last year, I got to perform at ContraFest in drag and also with the Rocky Horror cast, and we had a blast. People were up there dancing with us during our number. It was so fun. The crowd was just really excited to be around and just to celebrate fall and the spooky season that's upon us. So for more information, visit ContraFestBeham.com. And we are back, and we're here for camp. Oh god, that felt gross. I don't know. I feel like I need to, I t- need to take a bath now. Um, okay, what did you think of the music video? I thought it was song. really cute. I didn't like Terry jump scare, ah! especially compared to Betty in this. Like we've talked all season about how much better Betty's makeup has gotten, and you see that in the music video because she's by herself on the green screen, and then you see Cherry by herself on the green screen. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, just kidding. We love you, Cherry. Um, and <laughs> next, the, okay. So that was the music video. You know, I was there. There wasn't really a whole lot about the music video that stuck out to me, and I felt that Texas was the only one who used the music video to her advantage. Yeah, um, she ate. She did. Like the part about being up in the tree, like that was funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I really enjoyed that part. Um, but my favorite verse was actually. Riley's I I really enjoyed hearing him sing like I I I don't know I thought his um it ended really well and I'm I'm Riley Riley Poppy seed I was like damn right you are it was like that like I didn't love how Texas not Texas how Didi ended hers but then how Riley immediately ended his right after that like perfect yeah to me Texas and Riley were about even on Mm. the verse personally but it was the music video that took Texas up a notch from Riley to me. Mm, okay. Just because of like using her verse with the visuals, it worked. Interesting. Yeah. I didn't think about it that uh, that way. Um, and I'll be interested to hear in our camera call, like how much time they had to do all of that, like from writing the verse to recording the music video, all that good stuff. Right. Um, so after we get to watch the camp, uh, the here for camp music video, uh, we hear from all the hikers and they weigh in on who they think should win. Um, there was one really surprising, uh, like based on the result of the episode, there was one really surprising piece of this yeah. that they kept in. Um, and that was Avery when they mentioned that, um, that there was a need for a black winner of the show and that that was, in their opinion, Riley poppy seed. Right. So, uh, I was, I was a little surprised, like spoiler alert that miss Texas, 1988 one with that being kept in. Oh yeah. Personally. Um, but, uh, overall, like the hikers weighed in, we had two people who said all three and that was Tara and Muffy, two people who said Riley, that was Avery and Jacqueline and two for Dee, which was girl and Dixie. And then finally for, um, miss Texas, 1988 Rita was the only one who, solo soloed out uh, miss texas 1988 as the winner which is really interesting um i also think this is one of the first times that they've used this kind of footage because i don't remember something like this from season three and i know we filmed something like this for season four but it was not used and i wonder if it's because 100 percent of us probably said clinic of precious um but maybe i'm wrong 
I just, yeah. I think it was very obvious that season who <laughs> was going to win. Um, any thoughts on the hikers way in any, anyone that stuck out to you? It's just the thing about Avery was, and also all, all of DD's votes were from blue team members. Yeah, that was, I feel like DD is truly like the hikers queen. You know yeah. what I mean? And I don't mean that in a shady way. A queen uh, for the hikers. A queen for the hikers. Just because well, like, she must be a queen for you. <laughs> yeah, fuck, fuck off. <laughs> I mean, you know what? I, you know, I, I did feel that way. Like if Vincent had gone all the way to the top, like I, I probably would have been rooting for him. Um, Cause I, I think that is a very difficult thing to do. So following the hiker weigh in, we go back to the main stage and it's announced that they are going to tell us who the most congenial badge is going to. Which was spoiled if you paid close enough attention oh, during yes. the camper way, the hiker way in. Mm-hmm. Um, did you also notice that the most congenial badge was changed? It used to just be miscongeniality. Like I when guess Paul they did it for more um, inclusivity. What surprises me is that they changed it for this, but they didn't change the king or queen of camp badge to yeah, camp. Yeah, I'm disappointed in the sugar bakers. Like what? Why, uh, why, why are we only changing that? <laughs> I'm disappointed in the sugar bakers. Do better. You just had a non-binary winner. You called them the camp champ all season. They called them the sovereign of camp. no. In season four. But all this season, we're calling them the oh, camp, camp champ. But the badge didn't reflect that. Yeah. Yeah. And the merch still doesn't reflect that. Right. It says king slash queen. It's like, what, what's what's going on there? Um, yeah. Let's let's just use camp champ. I think it's a great name for anybody because anybody can win this competition. Doesn't matter what gender expression they perform as. Uh, as long as. Okay. All right. <laughs> Now we're beating around. We need to quit beating around the bush. Let's move on. Most congenial badge goes to girl Haggard. I called it from the minute she like got eliminated. I said, she's going to be Miss Congeniality. Yeah. I, I would have, I definitely expected girl to win this. Um, and it was, I don't know, just seeing her get that badge with that look on with the, the high hair on her hair. (laughs) It was really funny to me. Um, she seems really sweet. So congrats to girl um, on being the sweetest. One thing that surprised me though, was that there were no winnings for the most congenial winner. Oh. Um, and or they, they didn't announce any, um, but on season four, Polo won $500. So we need to get with girl, girl, Hey girl, 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 girl. <laughs> Someone once gave me a, a bracelet. It's like, uh, you know how M or buck wilds will, make bracelets with your name on them. Mm-hmm. Like someone made me one that says girl G O R. I kind of want to give it to girl. Girl. Um, so yeah, cut them their check and it's time for the crowning of the King slash queen of camp because it's not changed to camp because champ. The until water season just six. broke because the water just broke and the water that broke was their tears that they were crying during the speeches because that was the only version of a water sports badge we got that was this the season. only water sports badge we got right um the crying unfortunately no piss play uh but before they announced the winner they did bring back the reigning camp champ clinica de precious what did you think of clinica's look got mick looks so good here <laughs> <laughs> just kidding this is honestly the best clinica has ever looked yeah, I know. This was a huge fetch to Incredible. me. Incredible. Oh, I didn't it's know if we were ranking, but yes, I will Why also not? give it a fetch. 
Yeah, slay. Um, I, I mean, kind of think we should flop it for old time's sake. Maybe Clinica will come back and Lou Russell you yeah. um, out of anger. But yeah, so just for that, it's a flop. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, Clinica. Um, and what if I was just like, actually, it's a right in front of myself. It's a uh, that bitch. <laughs> and that brings us to our winner for Camp Wanna Kiki season five. It was announced to be Miss Texas, nineteen eighty-eight. Thoughts? Um, lots. Yeah, I relate to Texas a lot. Yeah, I was rooting for Texas because I relate to Texas. Texas has done incredible all season. Has incredible track record. Were times that I thought she should have been in the top. I mean, when she wasn't. I love seeing another non-binary entertainer win and, yes. and have this crown. Like that's very momentous. But I think, and also not to take anything away from Texas because Texas does deserve this, and she earned it absolutely. Yes, um, it is a missed opportunity. I think so too. Yeah, because Riley also deserved it. I, I think it was um, one of the first times that there was a a camper of color who had like earned enough of the wins throughout the season to really compete for that crown and to be considered for it. And the first and, time a King has been there and the first time that King has been in the top. And I, so to me, I also felt that with things like Avery, um, Avery's piece being included. Oh, about, when Avery's, when that was included that Avery said that I was like, okay, okay Riley won. Riley won. Um, I, I thought that too. Um, also, just hearing Riley's speech, like it, it really moved me. I think yeah. the most out of everyone. Did it seem to you? Maybe it's just me. Did it seem to you with Texas's speech? I know I'm backtracking a little bit. Did it seem like th- some of it might have been cut off because it felt like it ended abruptly? Um, it probably was. I mean, I, I think that they probably cut stuff out of all of them. Um, it just based on time. I mean, I, I honestly would have loved to have heard all of it and a little bit less of the part at the beginning <laughs> with them recording in the studio. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I'm sure part of it was cut out. Um, again, congrats to Miss Texas 1988. I'm, I really am so happy for you. Like, yes. congrats. Like, it, that is a wonderful win um, like, and a huge thing. And you're truly inspiring. Like, yeah. I am so obsessed with Texas. Yeah, like always bringing a political message. And I think that... Texas also as a winner. They know what's going on with this, you know, with yeah. like it, what, what the additional story could have been and what it could have meant. And I, I don't think that's lost on Miss Texas with how she is so um, engaged in the history and the power of representation. So, you know, I, I think I, I'm not afraid to say I was, I was rooting for Riley to win. Yeah. And I thought that the episode oh, set no, up like, Riley to win. That's, I was, Going into this, like, Riley's going to win. Yeah, I and, really like, thought he was. Maybe some of it's biased from meeting Riley. I was also rooting for Riley. I mean, I was rooting for both. Because, honestly, if there was ever going to be a double crowning, I wanted this totally. to be a double crowning. Because I thought both of them were so incredibly deserving. And so incredible the entire season. But one thing when I was talking to Mark about it. Mark was like, yeah, but if they did that, that's just an all-stars four situation where you have one person who completely knocked out the season that they clearly want to crown. Not that Riley didn't and not that Monet did. I mean, I think people, no matter what, are going to say, oh, well, they only won because they're blank, you know? And 
I don't think that's what it's about for Riley and why I, I personally I think that they should have won. It's it's like, no, I, I hear you and I don't think that's what you're saying. I, I think that people are going to be shitty and say stuff like that no matter what. But the fact of the matter is like Riley earned a crown, yeah. you know, and, and he very well could have won. But I and I and so did as did Texas. But I think the thing that Riley had that Texas did not was that it would have meant more in a longer term situation. Yeah. Like, it, cause this could have gotten camp more notoriety. It, that I think it also would have meant a lot to a lot of people. Like yeah. think about the articles that got written about Riley being the first in the top three. There would have been even more if Riley had won. Right. And it's just like, also there is a part of me that wonders is the fact that Riley Klinica's best friend, could that have played a factor? maybe do you like that's something that could potentially go through people's minds or the sugar bakers could be thinking about well people know that they're best friends do are they going to think that we're playing favoritism there's a million different ways you can spin it but at the end of the day i mean riley R- riley did a great job in this season Correct. and and he you know i think it's clear to the viewers at home that he um that he was very deserving of being in that top three and, and being considered for that crown at, as was Miss Texas. Right. You know, I, I think that the reason that they ultimately decided to crown Texas over Riley is probably because Miss Texas technically did better. You know, I mean, even though I don't agree with Riley's bottoms, I agree with one of them. Um, I did not. <laughs> but the, I, I do think that like, if you've got a Bianca Del Rio situation, never touching the bottom, never ever being considered for a hike. Like that's, that's pretty awesome. I mean, yeah. not, not even Clinica had that. Like at one point they were in the bottom. So uh, it's yeah. Well done, Miss Texas. Like you really knocked it out of the park and, and you very much earned it. Um, and I, and I hope that you are, um, and I look forward to what you're going to do with this title. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, Oh, Wait, do you hear that? The thunder? Oh, not the th- uh, the Is that lightning. what that is? That's the strangest sound of thunder I've ever lightning. heard in my life. I oh, hear lightning. Oh, no. Did the power go out again? Oh, wait. No, it's just the camper call. Oh. Flapping, Flapping and fawning calling. Who's that? Hi. Oh, my goodness. It's me, Dee Dee Cumswell. Hello, who is this? Oh, just a couple of bitches. <laughs> Oh, well, you're called a good bitch. I'm excited to bitch together. Yay! DD bitches well. Yeah. Hey, she tries. <laughs> she doesn't roast well, though. <laughs> well, DD, um, so thank you so much for being our camper call in today. I want to know, at, like, your trajectory on this season, like, I'm pretty jealous of you if I'm, if, you know, to be honest, getting the chance to take a hike and then come back and then go all the way to the top three. What was that like to watch yourself on the show? Um, oh gosh, it was absolutely wild. It was, um, especially traumatic because they actually sent me hiking on my birthday. (gasps) Oh my Um, God. (laughs) Yeah. It was a great birthday present. (laughs) Wait, what's your sign? Pack everything up. Uh, I'm a Libra, like Cuspa Virgo. I, you know what? I totally see that. Yeah. Um, she, she, yeah, but I think like that kind of all really lit a fire under my ass. And once I kind of saw on the other side of the camera, like, oh, just have fun. Like, yeah. don't overthink it. Getting to come back in, um, being paired with Texas, it just kind of was like the match made in gay heaven. Totally. Uh, and I just kind of, I was like, okay, well, don't fuck it up. Everyone that got, everyone else that got brought back got voted out quick. So <laughs> don't have that happen to you. 
I mean, you were incredible when you came back. You really like made a huge impact. I'm very impressed with how you came back with such a fire lit under yourself. Now, I know earlier in the season when you took your hike, you said you were getting married. Congratulations. Are you now Mrs. Comeswell? Thank you. I am. Yay. Oh, thank you, live studio audience. You're too kind. <laughs> oh, yeah. They all signed an NDA, so they can't tell anyone any oh. of this until three days from now until when it comes airs. out. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yes, uh, it, we, the, mar- the wedding actually happened a couple weeks after camp. Holy shit. So it, was like, it was a quick fucking turnaround. Oh, yeah. So you were like yeah. making like 11 costumes prepping to go to camp, mm-hmm. and then you also had to make a wedding dress? Yeah. <laughs> no, Dee Dee didn't make an appearance at the wedding. Um, <laughs> is, I mostly just had to make. I made ties for for all of us. I got some dead stock vintage fabric, of course, in true Dee Dee fashion, and I made us all ties. No wedding dress, thank God. <laughs> That's still impressive to make ties, though. Yeah, seriously. Thank you. Um, yeah, you got your crafty beaver badge for sure. Yeah. Did your partner support you as you were like? working on camp at all yes oh god he uh so he and a couple of my friends uh i mean really just like one of them ryan her name uh they were like my rock doing all this um because i couldn't really vent too much about it to my husband eddie which is fun because when (laughs) the camp mix up between which eddie are you talking about um yeah, so uh, Eddie was actually very supportive during camp and everything uh, leading up to it. He was super helpful. Um, I had another good friend of mine, Ryan. She helped uh, make a lot of the nails, do a lot of the stoning, mm. kind of the fine-tuning. I did a lot of broad strokes uh, with construction and crafting, creating things. Um, and then they kind of came in. And Eddie was mostly, like, mental help, just kind of being like, you're good. The time, Like, you're not going to run out of time. And if you do you'll figure it out um because yeah you we got i think a little more time than your season oh to yeah prep and everything I, y'all got but like about two still, months right i think so yeah yeah i mean it, but, I know, it's all a blur however much time you have i mean you're going to use all of it um who did oh, your shoes yeah. that's what i was about I to did ask my shoes <laughs> you did your shoes oh my god yes. you had incredible shoe game all season Thank you. Yeah, I I very much feel that the outfit's not complete without the shoe. Absolutely. Um, I almost wish that when you in your finale gown that you had pulled up the bottom of your dress and revealed I don't I know some kind of shoe. I thought that would have been so cute. Um, next time, yeah. there's always all stars. Hey, hey, <laughs> that would be fun. Um, I'm curious about the song. Congrats on being on like one of the first ever songs from Camp Wanakiki to include campers. That's really fun. So <laughs> yeah, that was. Mm-hmm. What was that process like? Like, how in the world did y'all fit in the time to write your lyrics, then go record them, also record all that filler we saw at the beginning of the episode, <laughs> and do a music video? Like, how did you do all of that? It was a uh, classic, classic camp fashion. As soon as the talent show ended uh they just pulled the top three aside they were like everyone go like get out of drag go to the campfire do whatever um but they pulled us aside and they were like okay we're doing a music video here's the song listen to it we're gonna send you the mp3s of like the the beat so you can write your verses tonight 
um, like 8 a.m. We're waking Tonight. up, being drag. We're going to Chicago. Oh, it was. It was in Chicago. Chicago. I thought it was Chicago because I was looking up the studio, handwritten recording, and I was like, it's not Milwaukee. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, they drove us. They said field trip. Holy um, hell. What a day. Yeah, so we. <laughs> it was crazy. Do you realize um, that the, the season four campers, they just went fishing <laughs> in comparison? Yes. That's crazy. I but I mean, I thought it, it made for a really good finale. I loved the song. Yeah. It it was so campy. I, cause like we had the, the track with all our verses kind of sent to us uh, in like a poorer version than what was shown. So like I kind of knew what it was going to sound like, but seeing it with like all the green screen work that we did, it was absolutely shenanigans. <laughs> a great finale indeed, yeah. Now, Didi, I do have to say, on your finale look, I am obsessed with both the doll that you had and the... <laughs> the marshmallow necklace oh yeah <laughs> did you do those Thank yourself you. or did somebody else do those i did do those yeah you um, are just a crafty bitch for real <laughs> thank you that was that's why crafty beaver had to work out the way it did or else i fear bad things would have happened did you have <laughs> any idea that you would have the chance to come back at the in the season so i'm glad you asked that question because of course, like we get there and we know like there's going to be X number of days of filming. We're here for X number of days. We brought these many outfits. There has to be this challenge, like the Crafty Beaver challenge. So people were speculating kind of from the get go, there's going to be like a double elimination or like a, a save or something yeah. was going to happen. But I would not allow myself to believe that they would bring anyone back. I was like, nope, mm. they they tried it and it hasn't really worked for them. So don't don't think about it. Don't let that color your time in the challenge. Like don't, or rather like don't participate in the crafty beaver challenge with the intent to come back, participate with the intent to help Texas. Mm. And so then once they announced it, you can kind of see like in the episode, uh, once the realization hits like, Oh God, no, the stakes are here. Yeah. Um, then it set in. Yeah. How do you feel about the fact that they didn't tell you that it was going to be a comeback and just dropped it on y'all after it was already done? Um, I don't know. I'm kind of happy about it, I guess, because it it still allowed everyone to have just like a joyous campy can do attitude in the in the workroom yeah. or the craft room, because um, there wasn't that like extra layer of competitive nature that kind of came into play. I also think that also I don't know how Vivian would have come back. <laughs> right, right. Um, that would have been, been, been a very interesting season. I actually had this nightmare right. after I got home from camp because all I could think about was camp. Um, I had this nightmare that I got invited back to be on another season, but I forgot to make any looks. And <gasps> the sugar bakers were like, "Don't worry, Flapjack. You can use anything in the craft cabinet." <laughs> so I just imagine if Vivian came back, like she'd be making everything out of construction paper and duct tape rolls. All right. Uh, yep. <laughs> well. I think that is all the questions that we had for you, Didi. Is there anything that we would be remiss if we didn't get to hear from you about for season five? Oh my goodness. Um, no, I think I kind of answered everything. If you want, go and follow all of our wonderful campers from season five. Uh, they're all talented, talented individuals in and of their own right. Um, and 
yeah, keep tuning into Camp Wanakiki. Who knows? Maybe there will be an all-star season soon, I hope. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> Thanks, Dee. Thank you so much. Oh, of course. Well, thanks, everyone, for listening to yet another episode of Flapping and Fawning. And congrats to Miss Texas 1988. Yes, congrats. for listening to Flapping and Fawning. Music by Elliot Nass. Promotional art by Danny Lee. Hosts are Flapjack. Oh, hey, that's me. And I'm Fawn. You can follow me on Instagram at fawn.fawn.fawn. And you can follow me over at Instagram as well and pretty much any other social media platform at flapjquellen, F-L-A-P-J-A-C-Q-U-E-L-I-N-E. Connect with us on social media on Instagram at Flapping and Fawning Pod and on Twitter at flap and fawn pod oh and make sure you check out the links in our bio to buy some merch you can also connect with us via gmail at flapping and fawning pod at gmail.com see you next time bye Ta-ta.